This guy got arrested. Are we starting? Yeah, we should start. start. Let's yeah, start. yeah, I want to start right now. I will never know. All right, so I'll explain. Start at seventeen. Start at to Real Rotten. This is the fresh episode. You know what that means? No. It means that I have two guests with me, one of whom is a co-host regularly, and that is, uh, who is that? It's me, Stephen Ramirez. Oh, hi, Stephen. And we also have a a film buff. He's uh, he's strong. He works out with film. He's known for his film weightlifting. He can lift about 25 DVDs. I've seen it. Only 20 Blu-rays. They're slightly heavier. Yeah. And that's Alex Melanate. Alex, hello. Hi. And Hi I, Alex. I have one question for you before we start. Yes. Who are you wearing? Uh, I'm wearing. What is this? I think I got it at the Old Navy. The Old Gravies. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a, a Cherokee, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, I got that Cherokee brand. I've yeah. Heard of it. Cherokee brand. I think that's Old Navy. And I'm wearing some Levi jeans and then these really lovely black and gold bands. All black. Yeah. All black and gold. Every and Nick, like we, you, we are Tim, both wearing Timberland, Timberland socks. socks. Yeah. Wow, it's official. Might as well be the sponsor for this episode. Yeah, it's a bit sponsored brisky, by uh, sponsored by Timberland. Yeah, buy us if you are going into the woods. Sponsored that's their, by uh, that's their slogan. Sponsored by Timberland, the boot brand, not the uh, smash hit producer. Yes, Stephen, uh, who are you wearing? Uh, I am wearing the uh, giveaway shirt brought to you by the Golden State Warriors. And uh, and sweatpants that I've had for about fifteen years. What's wow, the congratulations? But the shirt is also sponsored. Oh, sponsored by Chase. That's right. This this T-shirt is sponsored, oh, it's sponsored by, by Chase. By Chase. Bank. This uh, this episode is also sponsored by Chase Bank. Yeah, apparently. Chase your dreams with money. Hey, how about is you there, alleviate uh, some of that debt, Chase Bank? Thanks. That's their slogan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> since nobody's asking, I'm wearing a suede jacket with a uh, donation blood shirt underneath it that says, "I'd rather be donating blood." And, when we uh, all. I'm also wearing jeans and Timberland socks. Nice. nice. Yeah, so uh, we are we are dressed to the nines. If the nines was a dive bar in downtown San Francisco. Nine-tenths of a percent. Yes. Yes. But we're here with a fresh episode, and we're here to talk about the good movies of the year. It's hey. Oscar night. What Woo! a change of pace. I know. It's nice to actually talk about something good. Absolutely. that change. Yeah. And... Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to do our top tens. We're going to do some, some special games and categories. Um, there's only one way to get into it, and that's by getting into it. So we're going to get started with our n- movies we missed this year. Movies we missed. There were, there were so this is the caveat so that you, you get the chance. <laughs> so if, if somebody's like, I can't believe you didn't have that in your top ten, this is your chance to cop out mm-hmm. and say that, oh, yeah, I totally missed this really good movie. Yeah. And uh, we'll start with Steven. Oh wow! Uh, how many how many movies do I have to list out? Just as many as as many as you feel list? good about. Uh, solid two, uh, solid two movies that I that I feel really bad missing out on. Number one would have to be uh, Call Me by Your Name. Did not watch it at all, even though I really did want to watch it. I've heard nothing but great things about the film. Um, we could say that yeah. was a, that was a missed call me. That was, yeah, yeah, I mean, that was a missed call for sure. Yeah. I missed called on that as well. Oh, okay. I feel really bad about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, you guys should because you don't care about LGBT rights. I guess not. But uh, second movie, uh, second movie that I missed out on, I sort of missed out on. I was in and out of it. Uh, I was, uh, I, I did the misfortune of renting it at home, and so I, uh, I took advantage of being at home and, and dozed in and out of it. And this was three billboards outside uh, 
uh, uh, uh, Ebbing's, Missouri. Yeah, missed out on that a lot. Um, I wish, I wish I watched the whole thing because what from what I saw which, it was which, amazing. What billboard did you get up to? Uh, probably two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Chief Willoughby. Chief Willoughby. That, I think that's the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, uh, did you miss any movies this year? I did miss Call Me By Your Name, which is the one I feel extremely bad about. The other one... And in case of yours, missed my first joke. You missed Call. You missed yeah, I missed Call. It's another missed Call. It's another... Just driving that one home. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one I missed was, um, I think, one of the more interesting movies of the year because it, it seems to be so like it or love it or hate it, and that's Mother. I haven't seen Mother yet. Yes, I did not yeah. see Mother. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like... I really want it, but it's like not something that I'm just like, you know what? Tonight's the night. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just, a movie you have to prepare for. You have to be in the mood for Mother. Yeah. And the last one, which I, I was sort of similar in that it was divisive and what I've heard about it, is uh, Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also miss those movies, but those are part of something for me later. Uh, the other ones I missed, I missed Personal Shopper. I missed The Square. The Square, yeah. Lost City of Z, I did not catch. Lost City of Z was a good movie. It was, I thought it was, it was okay. It's, it's slow. It's slow paced. It's it needs to be a little bit more uh, more faster. Definitely not based on the source material, which is a nonfiction book. It's on by Amazon, David Grant, Prime, so I should have uh, Which is a fantastic it. book. I highly highly recommend Lost City of Z, the book. Mm. Um, but yeah. Well, I can't read, so that's going to be an issue. Oh, that's unfortunate. I missed uh, Mudbound. No excuse there. Mm-hmm. Uh, War for Planet of the Apes. Missed and, it. That's crazy. And, missed it. Yeah. Good. Really. And, uh, well, it's kind of. I heard it was sad, and I didn't want to. I didn't uh, want to go and be sad. Of course, yeah. I mean, it is war. And, it's uh, not happy. Raw, the the French. Yeah, film Raw, about yeah, the yeah, girl, yeah. the girl cannibal. Yeah. Which I heard is also strange. Yeah, I heard that was a great movie. And some documentaries. Yep. Faces, places. I missed the work, which I mm. have heard really good things about. Mm. But now that uh, we can't be judged for missing movies, let's get into our top tens. Oh wow! So the way we're gonna do this is if your movie, if your number ten movie is on somebody else's list higher up, then we're gonna wait to talk about it. Okay. And if so, we're just gonna start and do everyone does ten. Yeah, everybody does number ten. Okay. And then we'll do nine and eight, and then we'll we'll take a break, play a little game or something. Yeah. Build the anticipation. It's yeah. like absolutely. Yeah. Remember yeah. VH1 used to do that, where it was like top one hundred songs in rock history. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then it was like hour five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One through twenty. Man, yeah. I really no, wanted was, to know what like number forty three was, like, was. Yeah, it was like twenty through three. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, what? And then the last two get their own like personal hour. The last personal one is like a review of the top ninety eight, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. and then the thirty minute specials on two and one. It was the dude from Sugar Ray, is the guy who. Yeah. I remember. Oh, Mark McGrath. Yeah. Most yeah. metal moments, I think, was. Like, Legend. Or biggest rock, 100 greatest rock band, something like that. It's My like, favorite thing about Mark Grath now, that <laughs> I just saw him on Big Brother, and he uh, his whole face is the same color. It's like the coolest thing. His eyebrows and his skin and his hair are all the same exact he's still color. He's from so 1998. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, That's I mean, they're all the exact same color, like bleach blonde. Yeah, it's all bleach blonde. His whole, his yeah, everything is bleach blonde. It's just I didn't even know you could get bleach blonde skin. I think that's like, it's going to be the new thing. I'm almost positive. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh but let's uh, let's start off. Um, we're gonna have to do this with our eyes. Yeah. Oh. So I'm I'm I'll start us off, and I'm uh, I'm making a last minute change. Okay. I'm kicking out my number ten, and moving in my number eleven. Wow. What's your number eleven? My number eleven is a movie that's on nobody else's list, which is why I put it in my top ten so that I could, we could talk about it. Hipster. It's a movie called Band Aid. Band Aid. 
It's a movie with uh, Zoe Lister Jones, Adam Polly. They uh, are a couple that's having some issues. Okay. And then uh, to work through their fights, they, they start a band. With Fred Armisen? With Fred Armisen. I did hear about this. Yes. I did not see it. He is their neighbor, who is very, it's very Fred Armisen performance. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, they they just write like angry fight songs with each other. And it is totally angry fight songs. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy enjoyable. Zoe Lister Jones wrote and directed it. Awesome. She's in Life in Pieces. If you didn't know, it is streaming on Showtime. Okay. If you want to watch it, highly recommend it. Made me cry for a small portion of it, which you know it's very easy to do. Yeah, it's no big deal there. Yeah, Catwoman made me cry. Yeah, of course. But from a be- <laughs> for from different a- reasons, yeah. obviously. Yeah, for different reasons. But uh, yeah, I recommend it. That's my number ten. My number ten is Band Aid. Mm-hmm. So uh, me now. Yeah. What? Go go down. Did anyone have? <laughs> nope. That number ten. Okay, great. Then I can talk about it. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So my number ten is Good Time, uh, which was you know. Call I, me by your name for a good time. Yeah, it yeah. was. It's right there in the title. It, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, it was just cool. I think that maybe my favorite part about it is I don't I have no idea how to say this guy's name. It's like one E Niter Poindexter or some shit. But he did the score. The O'Neaters, yeah. He was yeah, in the yeah. band The O'Neaters. <laughs> yeah. Um whoever the hell did the score, it's it's great, just like really intense synth stuff. And I actually was feeling like so inspired from the Good Time soundtrack that I stole it and used it in a short film that I <laughs> Oh really? Wow. Yeah, because it was just like it was so good at sending this like feeling of like dread and like yeah yeah really Kyle, Kyle cut this part if the short film starts making money so, so, <laughs> so, so, so we can't we can't be Swiss yeah good time really good Robert Pattinson you know I liked him this much since he was Cedric Diggory so oh wow he was great in it I did see good time recently that was the last movie I watched before this podcast was good time because I just knew that I had to see it it didn't make my top 10 but I, uh, Still relevant. Yeah, I found it a, as a good movie. Yeah, I did want to watch it when it was released in theaters, and I think like I missed it. Uh, I missed like one showing, and I didn't have time to watch it the rest of the week. And the next week, it was done. It was gone. Now, it was out of the theater. Now it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Gotta love streaming. No excuses for next week's episode, Stephen. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll uh, bring my report back okay. to you. Yeah. <laughs> and Stephen, your number ten is higher up on other people's list. Yeah, so we don't have to discuss. So it. we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, I so couldn't. You, you I was trying go, to do a last minute change. It didn't work. Out. Yeah, so you can go ahead and give us your number nine. Oh my god, and, uh, number nine is on anybody else's list. It's uh, not. Oh wow, amazing! It, it's actually on my list of films I haven't seen yet. <gasps> you didn't talk about it earlier. That's okay. I know. Well, it wasn't that high on the list. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Um, I uh, I tend to be a big um, Mexican fan. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. He does love Mexicans, for the record. I can't, I don't know where to go with that. Uh, but uh, no, I'm a huge fan of Pixar. Um, uh, I've always uh, I've always enjoyed you know what 90 percent of their films. There's a couple ones that you could easily miss. Cars two, um, Cars one. Oh, that's debatable. Um, I don't know where where. Yeah, Cars where you, one, two, uh, and three. Wow, you guys. <laughs> I'm anti cars. It's a position I'm holding. Anti cars. All right. Strong. You know, I respect. Uh, I respect your. Opinion. Bring us the dune buggies back, the horse and dune buggies. That's what I want. You know, it is more greener. Yeah, not really. Uh, number nine to me is Coco. Obviously, we're talking about Pixar. We're talking about Coco, the 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 front runner to win best animated feature at the Academy Awards. 
Um, although Boss Baby coming in close uh, Come on, Boss Baby. Coming in close minded. Um, but no, I, I thoroughly... If I could choose any boss to have a baby, would probably be it. And a voice of Alec Baldwin? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want the racistest, sexistest baby I can find. Give me Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. Trump's not available. Yeah, yeah Trump's not busy. available. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Coco was a fantastic movie. Um, brilliant, a brilliant storyline, a little bit. You know, it has like the general template of like crossing over to this other world, fish out of water situation. Um, but the fact that it takes place over one night is really interesting. The 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 whole plot line itself of of crossing over and the dangers of of going into another world, and it's about Dia de los Muertos, which is a it's a fantastic, un not so popular holiday in 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 United States but but really is coming into its own because of the because of the influence of Mexican culture nowadays so uh yeah thoroughly enjoyed that movie the last 30 minutes of the movie is the most emotional uh, roller coaster I've ever been through in, in a film probably in the last 10 years did you cry in the last yes, 10 years yes absolutely wow. yeah how many times like, did you cry at least 3 times 3 times for three separate scenes that's it's that intense not one, movie not two yeah Three times. On the yeah. poster, they should have Stevens, you know, three tiers yeah. awarded. This is three tiers, way, way up. But it'll be like the smiley face. <laughs> it'll be like the smiley face laughing emoji with the tears coming out. But not that you're laughing. It's more that you're happy, but you're crying. I at like the, same the time. river of tears emo- emoji. That's yeah. the that's the one I'd give the, because the it can river. be pl- it can be good and bad, but it's mostly. But you, you're gonna uh, bookend it by like happy faces. It's meaningful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They shouldn't make emoji and then, movies. And like the salsa it. and the salsa dancer. Emoji as well. Yes. Yeah. Shouldn't use emoji. Make emoji movies. Just use emojis to, to describe films. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's gonna be so great when people just review movies with emojis. One hundred. Yeah. Just one hundred. <laughs> yes. One hundred. I saw Coco and I thoroughly you enjoyed Coco? it. Did thoroughly you see enjoyed. it with the twenty-minute short? I did. Ahead of it, that was the worst part of the entire yeah. uh, screening. I want to talk about that because that was in, that was short. fucking insane. It was okay. horrible. I had no idea that that was it. I thought that was going to be like your standard Pixar preview movie. It's oh, like yeah. five minutes, nobody's talking, it's just noises and and slapstick comedy. It's great, but no, that was not the case at all. It was intensely long. So, <laughs> so I, I was blown away. Long. I was just waiting for it to end, and then it just kept going. Just and kept then, going. And then I looked at Ellen, and we were just like, 25 minutes? Yeah, 25 minutes of Olaf, the worst. Yeah. I hate, I personally hate Josh Gad as an actor and as like a human. He just I, doesn't seem like an authentic human. I did being like to him me. in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, be you know, okay, didn't watch Beauty and the Beast. That's a never miss. Boom. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a miss for hey. me. That's yeah. a missed call. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Well, that brings us to number nine. This is number nine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which nobody else has. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, this one's a little bit tricky. I think that, like, this year in particular, there's been some strong entries in the, uh, blurred lines between television and film, Mm -hmm. and, uh, special shout out to David Lynch and The Incredible Season 3 of Twin Peaks, which is not actually my pick. Yeah. This comes from the last episode of, I believe, the fourth season of Nathan For You, Mm -hmm. and it's called Finding Francis. And, like, I don't even know how much of the, the details I want to get into it, but Nathan For You is an amazing show, and Finding Francis, like, it's just it's just crazy. <laughs> I have I have heard about it. I have not seen it. And I just know that Nathan For You makes me just crazy uncomfortable. Yeah. This, I mean, I, I, do I, I, I still it, laugh, though. but it just makes me so, so uncomfortable. Thoroughly enjoy that show. 
Yeah, this is an hour and a half, so it, it feels like an actual documentary. Yeah, and I'm it's, count it. it's this guy going on this quest to find a long last love that uh, Nathan is basically going to aid him in his quest in and search yeah and it's just you know there are weird people in the in the universe and this is one of them i heard it just gets bad shit yeah it gets pretty see it go see it no yeah. spoilers here just available it. on hulu probably okay okay yeah i definitely want to take a take a gander at that well my number nine is uh higher up on the list for some other people okay so we're gonna skip that and we're gonna go to my number eight which I'm just making sure is not on anybody else's list, and that's because they didn't see it. It's mm-hmm. called Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. And, oh, man, cinema at its finest. <laughs> if you haven't seen this movie in theaters, what are you doing with your life? If you didn't pick up the phone and miss the Call Me By Your Name, I don't know what to tell you. Thanks, bud. But honestly, it's, a, it's just everything about the movie together as one just kind of. I don't do even you, know how. I, it's hard to. It's hard to describe even. Do you think it's Army Hammer's best role? After Lone Ranger. After Lone Ranger, of course. Oh yeah. Or as the Winklevi. Or him as like Winklevi. Him as two <laughs> twins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's his best role. Okay. Chalamet kills it. Just speaking French. Mm. And fluent, fluent French, just as a normal normal person, just speaking fluent French. And he is actually French, correct? He is he is a uh, American, but French his family American. vacationed in oh, France. They vacation in France. Yeah, all so the time. this is basically his life. This whole this whole thing. Okay. But I like that it. Uh, my favorite thing was that it didn't. It was the first time that I remember seeing a movie about like uh, two gay guys where it didn't involve like tragedy in like some way. Like hmm. the the biggest tragedy was just like a broken heart. Yeah. And really, that's every relationship. Mm-hmm. But. It, it really normalized it, which is something that's get, like getting flack for, but at the same time, I thought it did really well. So yeah, I think that's good. I like. I, yeah, I recommend it. Like it was the first time that it, there wasn't like something looming over like two guys in a relationship. Yeah, like I, I was told by by somebody who watched the film that it was a it was a love story film, but it just so happened to be about uh, a coming of age gay relationship. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and a lot of people are kind of worried about the the young and the old. Yeah, but that's not it. I guess like it's a 17, negli- neg- negligible 17, age 26, difference. Yeah. yeah, but you don't really get that sense while you're watching it. It's Tim, a, yeah. Chalamet kind of you 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 get the sense that he's young, but the, you don't get the sense that he's like naive mm-hmm. enough. Or he is definitely naive in the movie, but you don't get the sense that he's like taking being advantage. For, of. Yeah, taking advantage. Of yeah, it. sure. Take notes, Spacey. Yeah. So uh, we'll jump to the other number eights. I'll do mine. Yeah, yeah. My number eight. Uh, my number eight's not on anybody's list. Is I that didn't true? see it. I didn't see it. It's oh wow, not... you didn't see it. I do want to see it. Oh wow. Okay. So I might get some flack for it, but it doesn't matter. And then Mal, you're talking about yours. Thought it was a brilliant film. I guess. I guess this is the this is the scumbag film that I watched this year. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> the alleged scumbag. Scumbag. Film. <laughs> alleged scumbag movie of the year. Uh, which Steven. is which is the Disaster Artist. Uh, James Franco's probably best uh, best directed movie. I would say. Oh yeah, well, yeah no, no doubt. For, for directing, for sure. Yeah, I, I he he. I haven't even seen it. <laughs> he uses a lot of 
unoriginal source material, meaning you know he pulls from books. He's a big Faulkner fan. He's a big Steinbeck fan. He's a big Cormac McCarthy fan. Yeah, which I haven't seen a single one of those. Neither books. have I, and I'm a fan of all those books and and all the books that he adapted. But there's no way that they could be films. Uh, and and he did obviously a couple the lifetime critics movies agree. Too. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, directed yeah. Lifetime movies? Yeah, directed Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. He said the first one was a good idea. The second one was a mistake. <laughs> you should never direct two Lifetime movies. <laughs> Fair enough. One's an, one and done. Yeah. But Disaster Artist, I thought that it was a brilliant film because it was – you could tell that he was very, very, very passionate about this project. Like, he, he, it's, a, it's a much-loved Hollywood story. Like, the inner Hollywood circle loves, uh, loves the room. They love Tommy Wiseau in a in a, in a so good so bad it's good sort of way. Like it's it's like a sympathy laugh, but at the same time that you respect someone for having the gusto and the 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 money to make a film like this, and for it to be so famous and so uh, what is it cult? Such a just the definition of a modern cult hit. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a it was a brilliant retelling of the story uh, about Greg Sestero's. Uh, Trials and tribulations with the one and only Tommy Wiseau, and James Franco had a brilliant, brilliant accent. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, and I thought it was crazy that Franco directed a movie as the character directing a movie as yeah. that character. Yeah, playing himself. Ultra method. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like as meta as a movie can get, and he did a good job. I didn't dislike the movie at all. Yeah. It was, that was pretty funny. And I enjoyed how, how he wanted to be as serious as he could with such a ridiculous concept and such a ridiculous story. Um, so the serious parts actually you, it really cut through from the, from the awkward, unintentional comedy that was, that was there and throughout the production of The Room. Yeah, I do suggest um, listening to some of their interviews, like at least Seth Rogen's about this movie because yeah. there's some funny stories like that came out of the set. Mm-hmm just like when they invited Tommy on set and they were just like, we have no fucking idea what's going to happen. Or James Franco t- talking about when Tommy wanted to be in the movie. Yeah. He wanted to be an extra. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to be an extra in the movie, but then he wanted to be in a scene with James and talk to him. <laughs> it's just Tommy. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, Tommy, you can't do that. Cause yeah, I'm playing happen. you in the movie. And he's like, no, I'll draw a mustache. It's cool. I draw a mustache. Yeah. And so he draws a mustache and sends a picture of James Franco. And he's just like, this cool. I draw, I draw a permanent marker. If it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? Oh no, no sorry. Fuck. I got to laugh like Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, I, I'm not knocking it. Didn't make my top 10, but okay. I, I think it's a good movie. And okay. then, and then Miles, you're number eight. This I think one. we have to talk number about eight. later. No, 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 We're talking eight. about it. Did you want to have any higher? Yeah, no. it's no, it's higher on yours, right? It's not. I thought it's it was. He, he bumped it out. Actually. It's the one that I kicked oh, out. You, oh, you kicked out. Okay, so this was my number ten. So you're number eight. Okay. Okay, great. Number eight. I mean, does it matter the rankings? I guess in this list, technically. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dunkirk. Yeah. Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk war war epic. Um, I have a caveat for this one, <laughs> mm. and that is the way that I saw it was. In, in IMAX on a film projector, and it was like just such an incredible experience. I mean, I, ha- I remember the full verticality of my vision being completely filled, and that was insane and sort of unlike uh, any other movie experience that I've had uh, recently. So I was totally swept up in it. Um, I've heard a lot of, you know, critique about it overall and I don't know if the movie is going to hold up I've kind of I think decided that I won't see it again <laughs> have you seen it okay that's just 
Yeah, I, I, I don't say. think I'll, I'll ever watch it again. Okay. Yeah, because that one experience you don't want to Pure, wanna it, you yeah. know? The first time you do meth, it's so good. Oh, my God. And then that second me. time, you're just chasing... You're just chasing that, and that's like Dunkirk. It's like that first day of crystal meth. Yeah, that yeah. white that white pony's gone forever. You can't you can't chase it. Mm-mm. Try time three sixty five, huh? <laughs> it's like just kidding. Nobody does, nobody does meth on this podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> Dunkirk. <coughs> Dunkirk number ten. Yeah, it, what do you got to say about it, Stephen? It needed it needed to be on the list. Um, yeah. I have a I have a special spot uh, for for really original war films. Like you can make anybody can make a war film. Oh yeah, there's a battle. There's a famous battle that we got to go film for. It's 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 an infamous story about Hill 305 or whatever in Vietnam. Anybody can do that. This is a different uh, sort of story because it's not necessarily a war film. It's more like just a survivor film, like oh, because the enemy the is never seen. That's the best part about it. Yeah. yeah, the enemy is never seen. It's like it's like an unknown force is coming at them. It just so happens to be the Nazis. Yeah, yeah. the best thing was that it showed that surviving war is just luck. Mm-hmm. Like you're just standing in the right place. Matter of time. Yeah. yeah, a bomb can drop anywhere. Like it just showed the terif- It just showed how terrifying it is to just be helpless. Yeah. And at the which same you time, felt the entire fucking movie, which yeah, which was also terrifying watching this movie. The forever like sense of dread. Overload. Yeah, absolutely. But the fact that within all of that terror, you you see like the sides of people, and they showed a little bit of that during the movie, like the the people who just give up and and just walk into the ocean and drown themselves, or the people that. Um, are just resilient who find a way to not just give up and drown with the rest of their crew in a boat or something like that. They, they find a way out or they find a way to help as much as they can, which is, which is probably one of the only positive things you can say about humans in conflict, humans during war, you, 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 you know, like the core personality of someone and they, and they sort of showed that like, it's obviously hard to do over a film, but I think it. I think it shows Chris, well. Christopher Nolan's best movie. And we know that Harry Styles do we think, do we think is that? one of those. Harry Styles, guys. brilliant actor. But he's one of the. He's one of the guys. He's not going to walk into the ocean to just die. Hell he's no. going to survive. He's going to oh, fight yeah. off that boat. He's oh. going to fight out of that boat. He'll Absolutely. get out of your boy band. He's going to make it out. Yeah. He's got a career. He's going to lie to. He's got three other bandmates back home. He's going to lie to get ahead of that. Uh, to get ahead of that line. I also think it's a really uh, technically amazing film. Yeah. Like there, there's a lot of like you know repurposing. Like they got the old. The actual, the actual planes, planes, yeah. And they had to re, like, The re- only one of 13, like, still flying, yeah. They had to make specialized lenses from that stuff. I mean, it's an original film. It's not based on anything else. So that, no. in and of itself, it's like, yeah, go support that movie instead of whatever blockbuster iteration of, you know, some idea somebody had 100 years ago. Um, and it's really well edited. Yes. Last last note on the technical. That's side. a definite yeah. contender for, for best editing. I the, Yeah, I think Oscars, I, yeah. I might have had that. I think I checked yeah, that off. I think I checked that off, too. Well, now it's time to take a small break. We're going to play a game called Who Had the Best Year? And that's a working title. Is it? <laughs> Considering that I never came up with a better title. <laughs> so uh, maybe Freshest Year. How about that? Could you do a pun off of like a one of the... Who Had the Real Fresh Year? Who Had the Real Fresh Year? I meant year? like one of the best picture noms. Like... Uh... No, nah, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Whose Shape of Water Was Shave of You by Ed Sheeran. There, there we go. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make any sense. Uh, the nominees are Caleb Landry-Jones, who appeared in Three Billboards, Get Out, and Florida Project. Mm-hmm. 
We got Michael Stuhlbarg, mm. oh, who wow. was in Call Me By Your Name, Shape of Water, and The Post. He was in Call Me By Your Name. Oh, wow. Strong. He was the dad in Call Me By Your oh, Name. Oh, interesting. His strongest role in those out of those three was in Call Me By Your Name. Okay. Lily James was in Darkest Hour and Baby Driver. Oh, wow. Baby. 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 Hi, <laughs> baby. Hey, baby. Deborah. Timothy Chalamet was in Call Me By Your Name, Lady Bird, and Hostiles. Oh, wow. Hostiles. Okay. Yeah, okay. I That's a miss. Yeah, I missed that one. And then we got uh, we got Lucas Hedges in mm-hmm. Lady Bird and Three Billboards as well. Oh, wow. So uh, who, who had the best year out of those out of those five? You know what? I got to – you know what? Alex, you go right ahead and give us your – Lucas Hedges is the he was in uh, Moonrise Kingdom, right? He was the guy who shot the, main, the dog with the arrow. The main kid in Moonrise Kingdom? No, no, not the main kid. He's oh, the one with the kind of... motorcycle. And, oh yeah, and he think, shot the dog. Anyway, right. yeah. Okay, I just wanted to. Wow, I didn't even remember that. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember him in Three Billboards, but sure. He was the son. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, I feel like this is. I feel you know I gotta I, I I haven't even seen Call Me by Your Name but I gotta give it to to Michael because Michael Stuhlbarg's a bad m- those and I haven't seen the post either but like I <laughs> just giving to him based just, on his Shape of Water performance but like no he's a great actor and like all of those films like I you know are Best Picture noms so like that's yeah. the he's seriously underrated that's the what what is it this is the last time this happened with two was 2002 it's the john c Riley award where yeah, he was john in c. chicago Riley. the yeah. hours and another oh gangs of new york, new york. Oh, yeah. oh, gangs of new york right. so this is the sounds that's, like you're not that's how they say it <laughs> amsterdam amsterdam i'm amsterdam. part of the rabbit clan that's what they were right <laughs> it was rabbits versus top hats yes yeah. that's yeah. what it was the dead rabbits yeah, I think it's between Stilbarg and uh, Chalamet. Really? I'm even, gonna have to disagree. Even though I do like Caleb Landry Jones. That's my dog. That's your dog. That's my dog. Is Caleb Landry Jones? Get he, out! Three billboards. He is. He he's creepy in all of them. Yeah. He, is, is it because his face is creepy? Except Florida Project, he just just does look like a creep. By the way, in Florida Project, he's in it for like literally a minute. Yeah. I mean, he was solid for being for being that integral character uh, of the son of uh, Willem Dafoe. I think it's his translucent face. That you know really what he does, me. but he gets more props for me because of uh, Alex's uh, or. or uh, Alex Maloney's uh, recent callback of David Lynch, Twin Peaks. He was also a prominent character in the Twin Peaks Return uh, series. Prominent might be, but yes, he was. <laughs> he was a main bad dude. Hey, that's he was also part of his hair. Yeah. Okay. Horrifying. Yeah, he, he was, was a horrifying terrifying. role, which is which is his <laughs> is in his wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. It, it was directly uh, directly connected to his Get Out performance. That sort of creepy sort of level. He was very creepy in Get Out, and my most satisfying moment of the film was when he got absolutely smashed in the head with the back of a cue ball. That yeah. was great. It was, was great. Yeah, it was a spoiler the, alert. The bocce, yeah, the bocce ball. Yeah, <laughs> it was bocce. Oh, that, yeah, was a that is a spoiler. It was a bocce, bocce, bocce oh, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Okay. But I was surprised that there was a lot of blood for him to get up and come back. Yeah. 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 That was that was kind of ridiculous. We'll talk about Get Out later. Uh, Lucas Hedges, I do want to shout out his his coming, his like gay turn in Lady Bird. Mm, yeah. When, uh, when he goes to her at the coffee shop yeah. and like just, just like loses it. Yeah. Top five scene of the year for me. Okay. Ooh, top five scenes. That's a good one. Yeah, it's called, and that involved too much work for us. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. We, 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 we're trying to avoid that. Next year. So we're gonna run through our seven through five right now. Dun 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 dun. After we play a quick game of fresher or fresher less. 
We spent a lot of time. These are A-plus names. We spent a lot of time brainstorming these names. <laughs> it's called preparation. Okay, I'm just going to say the movie and the percentage, and you tell me if it's higher or lower. Okay, we got Wonder Woman, 92%. Uh, uh, lower. I think it's in the high 80s. No, do you, do you, do you think it's higher? Oh, do I? It, that's oh, the higher actual, than that's 92? the actual percentage. Would, would oh, you, sorry. Would you say, do you say it deserves? I thought we were guessing the percentage. No, sorry. do you think it deserves a higher rating or a lower rating? Uh, yeah, it probably like... Probably like 95. 95. I'd go 95. I'd, I think It's hard that, to debate that number, though, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to go ahead and be controversial here and say that Wonder Woman would probably be an 80s movie for me. Mm, okay. Because it was, it, was very, it was very good, especially for a DC comic book film. But, like, you know, overall, like, it's, it still is a comic book film. So there's, like, inherent things that mm-hmm. make me not, like... Yeah. Y- yeah. I mean, speaking of top five scenes, the the, the trenches yeah, scene. Yeah, the trench fight was, scene. Yeah, oh, incredible. Un, un, incredible action sequence. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it on the nose 92. On the nose. <laughs> okay. I'm not taking sides. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Baby Driver. Got 93%. I think it deserved a lower rating. I, I wasn't really impressed with Baby Driver. Edgar Wright's a, a, We're gonna a have brilliant. Not yeah, answer this question. yeah I'm, I'll talk about this later. <laughs> He's a brilliant. He's a brilliant uh, writer and director, but um, I, I just I just thought it was overly hyped. But it, it's a good film. It's a great. It's a great film. Let's the, be honest. The movie it eighty five percent. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. Oh wow, you guys. Uh, I think it got a little bit higher. It should be like eighty eight. It's it's a strong. It's a strong film. Alien Covenant sixty eight percent. It sucked lower. <laughs> I'd go a little bit lower just because of the the shoddy three, third act. Yeah. I'm gonna give it a sixty nine percent. Nice. All for uh, what's new, his name's performance was so good. Uh, Fassbender. Fassbender as the, the dual performance was really the most interesting thing. Yeah. Anytime good. there's two Fassbenders, gotta give it. Yeah. Gotta give it sixty nine. I can't get enough Fassbenders. Yeah. Uh, the new Manji. New Manji. The Jumanji. What's the second what's the rating? Seventy six percent. I go eighty. Solid eighty film. It's a fun film. It's fun. What more do you want? It was fun. Yeah, I'm going to give what's got. 76. Uh-huh. I didn't see it. It seems like a ridiculous thing. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay. It so it's like it it's so different than Jumanji to yes. begin yeah. with. And then you have... It is, yeah. It it's is. like, how did how did the game go from a board game? It's like a video game, right? Yeah. Because it's and magic. it's like an old video game? Because it's magic, yeah. It was actually a board game, and then they're like, who plays board games? And then it changed into a video game. Dude, we play board games. <laughs> yeah. Right? Board games are coming back. Yeah, board games ninety nine percent. And now yeah. they're making now they're making Rampage, which I'm like, yeah, How Rampage is the film. This Rampage movie? was the first ever game that I beat. Really, it's one of the five games that I've ever beat. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but don't worry, Me and my don't worry, David Mal. Burris. Shout out to David Burris. We stayed up till four in the morning and uh, and beat Rampage. Wow. wow. Don't worry, Mal. Uh, they already showed pretty much the whole movie in the trailer anyway, yeah. so you're fine. They did. <laughs> uh, we'll do Fate of the Furious. This is just. Did you see it? No, no, did not see it because okay, I haven't that's seen. I kind of would have figured would happen. Well, <laughs> mainly because I haven't seen Fast and the Furious four through uh, seven. So I've actually only seen the original. I've seen the first two. I think that the the second film has the best sequel title ever. Yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious. Can't beat it. Obviously, yeah. too yeah. good. Yeah, too good. That's the that's the one line. That's the one line review. Too good. <laughs> what would be your tenth Fast and Furious name? Mine would be mine would be Fast and Furious D Ace. Wow, that's great. 
Fast you and had, Furious. That's not fair. You already Fast had that. You're like, no, I just can't open that. Oh, damn it. It's still bad. It's really bad. <laughs> it's just they, just, they just run out of English, so they have to go to Spanish. That's pretty much what happens. Just do Fast 10. Yeah, it'd be fast. fast 10. Could you, yeah, could you do it? Be 10 Fast 10 Furious. I do it where the logo, the X, it would be Roman numeral, and they'd oh, be Rhodes. Yeah. Boom. Fast X Furious. It's a visual. Fast by furious. furious. Oh, Fast Times Furious. <laughs> yeah. The X in the middle. There we go. We did it. We got it. We got it. Nailed it. Named it. Now it's time for a seven through five. I'll start us off. Start us off there, Sonny. Kick it off. And this is a live to tape episode, if By I the way. mentioned it earlier. So unedited, unfiltered. No Instagram filters. No Brita filters. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. No. Uh, oh, sorry. Number seven for me. Columbus. Columbus. It's my, uh, my, last, in, my last big indie movie. Okay. Underground indie movie. Please, please tell me about Columbus. I'm John Cho, Haley Lou Richardson, okay. takes place in Columbus, Indiana. Indiana. Not Ohio. That's why was... Or Georgia. Yeah. And it's, it's supposedly like an architectural mecca. Hmm. And uh, the reason it's on my list, it's a movie that I took me three times to finish. Wow. And it still made my list because I couldn't stop thinking about it after I saw it. Oh, it's a, prov- it's a provocative one. It makes you I don't even it. know if it is. It, it's just, a, <laughs> it's, it's about like John, John Cho is an architect who comes back because his dad dies mm. uh, to this town with all these crazy, beautiful buildings, like shot by a first time director, Koganada, I want to say his name is. And uh, it just, it's pretty, it's, it's like slow and. Ah, deli- just de- deliberate. Yeah. yeah. What are you gonna I, I, What are you gonna say after slow? There was yeah, such a... it's slow, but it's 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 it it means what it means, and it's and it's it's deep. It feels. I mean, it feels deep. I I'm not really sure, to be honest, because it took me three times to finish, but uh, I kept falling asleep. Okay. But I'm gonna say that it is a movie you should watch. It's on it's, my radar now. I gotta. Yeah. I mean, John Cho's Haley a, Richardson, John Cho's a fantastically underrated. Yeah, actor. and Haley Richardson is. She was in Split. She was a blonde girl. In That's Split. right. That's right. She was also in uh, Edge of Seventeen as mm-hmm. the best friend. And uh, oh, Parker Posey's in uh, Columbus. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, Parker. I'll give, I'll give she, a look. She's yeah, she's she's great in it too. There, everybody. It's just a very good. I guess you can call it a coming of age movie, but it's more like finding yourself type one of those movies. You know? Okay. So yeah, that's my seven. Moving on. Hot hot seven. Hot seven. We're going on Stephen Seven, which nobody has. Oh, nobody has. Nobody has it. All right. I mean, it's a fantastic film. It's it's probably one of the it's the strongest Mar- Marvel movie uh, in regards to plot line and you know overall quality of film. Wolverine uh, Origins came out like a while ago though. Yeah, that's I don't, true. I don't see how you can pick that. It's, it's really uh, interesting <laughs> that I mean, like the the Marvel film designation is really interesting. It's so huge now. Well, but it's not it's not technically MCU. This is 20th no, Century yeah. Fox. I'm just saying, yeah, but it's done by Marvel Studios. Right, right, right. So that's that's why I'm giving it Caveat that. for my comic nerds out there. Yeah, there you go. Just to say, it's not part of the MCU at all. It's still part of the uh, the X-Men storyline, which is uh, owned by Fox. You're, you're, you're absolutely correct. Uh, the, the movie that we're talking about is Logan. Yeah, I was like, did we say the name? No, Snit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Zerker>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a fantastic film. Um, it's It's... It's got a lot of heart, uh, both both uh, emotionally and physically. Like you see hearts pumping blood out of people um, yeah. in this movie a lot. The ra- only Wolverine X Men movie rated R, and, rated, which is which is a long time coming for a Wolverine film. Like I mean, this after is how you see this, you're just like 
all the other Wolverines suck. Yeah, they're all terrible because this is the actual like Wolverine that 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 the Marvel nerds know and love. This is the man who like lives without lives without remorse, lives without caring, um, but also wants his story to be complete and his circle to 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 be to be finalized and finished. Yeah, I'll say best comic book movie this year. Yeah. I, I really liked so it's higher than the ninety five for Wonder Woman? Since you just ranked Wonder Woman ninety five. Or was that you? That was me. Yeah, it's higher than Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's like ninety eight percent. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Uh for the record it got ninety two. Oh. See? Yeah. Lower than Wonder Woman. Uh so the thing that I thought was most interesting about it was like the idea of like Professor Xavier with Alzheimer's and yes. like that being like a huge factor. Yeah, like yeah. being like a bomb waiting to go off, and I was like, yeah, that's that was scary, dude. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is scary. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Yeah, and the whole element of uh, of Wolverine no longer having his regenerative regenerative powers, like that's a that's a huge chink in his armor, if you would. Um, it's it's what makes him him because he's he can berserker through people no question and still come out you know with a stab wound that heals in three seconds mm-hmm. that's not no longer a factor in this movie which is which is interesting when you think about that because you would think the mutants are like this ele- elevated human but they also are way more susceptible when they age like when with your example of professor x and your example of, uh, and logan yeah logan good movie yeah imagine cyclops with glycoma oh wow oh wow <laughs> Just Imagine went. if he had a lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> just a one straight, just straight glance. Yeah. Just goes that way. <laughs> the one yeah. laser goes straight, and the other one is just like going wherever it wants. Maybe that for X Men Dark Phoenix, they'll just do like it's instead of like Jean Grey like turning into this crazy thing. It's just about her like <laughs> dealing with her like mental disorder and like you know. Like, yeah. I, gonna say meta- I thought you were gonna say menopause. Yeah, menopause. <laughs> <laughs> I would also Sansa Sansa through menopause. Yeah, she's like, she's in her twenties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Maybe that's part of her mutation. Melanie, number oh, six. Onset menopause. Oh. Number six for you. Number seven is higher up on somebody else's list, so we're skipping that. Okay. Number six on my list is I, Tonya. Mm. Didn't watch it. Uh, it's a super enjoyable film and a really fantastic performance from Margot Robbie, who, if you like, think about it, which I did, I don't know, I think some article or something pointed it out to me, but she really hasn't had, like, a lot of starring roles. Um, and so, like, seeing her front and center is, like, really fantastic because she's super good. And, yeah, I just like the whole, you know, film. I actually had no idea about, like, the whole Nancy Kerrigan thing until I watched this ESPN 30 for 30 about yeah. it, like, two or three years ago. I was just captivated by the story. I, I couldn't believe it. I like ran out and I was like, "Mom, did you did you know about this Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding thing? Because this is yeah, my parents didn't juicy. see my parents didn't see I Tanya because they're like, we lived through that. We don't need to see that. We're, we're team Nancy. Yeah, they they chose a side and they stuck to it. No, they were just done with all that. Yeah, Tom Brokaw gave him the gave them the scoop. They didn't need anything else. <laughs> I think there might be some a little bit revisionist history happening with no, I, Tanya, no, no, where definitely. where we're making, like, Tanya's coming across really good and strong in the film, and I'm still jury out on whether she's, like, a you good know, guy. a good person. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Tanya I, Harding? Yeah, I find Tanya Harding a fascinating figure, and I really enjoyed this film. Allison Janney is also great in it. Um, 
and the Winter Soldier was okay. Oh, Bucky was in this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. He was, yeah, he was. He's he, husband. He was good. I did not. Oh, he was Jeff Galuli? Yeah, he was Galuli. Wow. Good movie. Worth worth watching. What We're a gift good. to, to Galuli in real life to make it be Bucky. Yeah, he got Galuli'd hardcore. Big time. He Galuli'd the, the movie. He Galuli'd. Galuli'd the movie. Well, my number six is higher up on somebody else's list, so we oh, are dang. moving to your number six, Stephen. Oh, thanks. Um, only documentary, only documentary that I have um, on here, which is surprising to me because I usually have at least two or three on my top tens of the year. I did not um, see any documentaries this year. Oh, that's unfortunate. I don't even think one. I'm a big, uh, I'm a big documentary guy. I, I, I love me, I love me a good, uh, good documentary, whether it's fake or not. We'll, we'll get more in, we'll get more into that. But um, pick the force. As as my uh, as my f- number six of the year, Star- I really really want to see this movie. <laughs> Recently watched this. It's available on Netflix. It's a fantastic. It's on movie. Netflix. Yeah, it's okay. on Netflix. It's fantastic. Uh, um, what part of Star Wars is it talking about? Uh, you know, just how just how Luke is actually the the founder of the Force. Nothing. Oh. It never existed until he was born. Like He's, McDonald's. Like yeah. it's like okay, cool. Yeah, the founder of the Force. But go ahead, Ray Kroc. Um, the it's a. I w- it's a it's I want to say it's a very su- objective movie in that it's a very fly on the wall. They're following uh, the chief of police uh, from 2015 um, up until what was it? Almost mi- uh, summer of tw- of L.A. Right, spring of 2017. Oakland. No, Oakland. 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 This is about the Oakland police force. Yeah, and, uh, about from, the fucked up shit that the Oakland police department's been getting into. Yeah, it's really about the. Um, their redemption efforts. So they've been on federal watch for the past sixteen to eighteen years, and they were just about to get um, they were just about to get their uh, their federal watch pulled because they've been actually having positive results and changes in the department, especially with the oncoming in twenty fifteen the oncoming chief of police that was there, really getting involved with the community, hearing the community out, um, showing up to neighborhoods on time actually instead of not showing up an hour and a half later when everything's obviously done and and gone, um, but then. This crew follows along um, up until the point where the sex scandal breaks out in Oakland. Oh, the Celeste yeah, yeah, yeah. Wop sex scandal. Yeah, the the very which brought down the chief of police um, who was actively uh, actively trying you know change the community. He t- he turned out to be a guy who was hiding uh, this evidence of this sex scandal. And through the course of the next two weeks, they go through maybe three police chiefs. I think it is three. Yeah, three police chiefs in two weeks. Uh, which is insane, and then and then finally we we I don't believe we still have an active no we just got an active police chief we're in the city of Oakland she's now she's from she's from like Tacoma or something mm-hmm. I've been checking out her track record it's not spotless either no they're all horrible the, yeah. every chief of police for the past you know what five or six years in Oakland have have had uh, blood I mean, on their hands some way or another this but shit regardless or not regardless or not I'm trying to try my best not to not to be political just like this movie it tries its best not to be political but it does show the 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 extremes of both sides, that whether it's the pro pro police force support or it's the uh, super activist uh, support uh, of the community of Oakland, it's a very 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 good documentary. Yeah, I'm count me in as interested. Yes, and then the when the Jedi show up, I mean, oh, and shout out to my shout out to my cousin for appearing in that movie for five seconds. He's a master sergeant of the OPD, so shout out to uh, shout out to S Hall. Shout out to S Hall. Yeah. Listener of the podcast, I'm assuming. Doubt it. Because he's, he's, <laughs> he's related. Those are the only people that listen to us, yeah, I'm pretty sure. sure. Uh, both of your number fives are also on the higher up on the list. So my number five is uh, Shape of Water. Okay, cool. Nice. Let's talk about it for a minute. Is this a best picture? No. It, but if it was any other year, maybe. Maybe. But not this year. 
I feel like if this is any other year, this would be like the Dark Horse one. That people are like, this is a weird movie that might be. It is so weird that this movie is the most accepted, like favorite for yeah it's... well Guillermo del Toro deserves it he's he's had a long time coming he's had brilliant brilliant films that have just been snubbed and not not really regarded like the fact that shouldn't the, the Oscars fa- be like this year it shouldn't be like a achievement award yeah that's true but I think but I think for certain people it works like if, when they gave it to um oh man like Scorsese Scorsese they gave it to bit. Scorsese yeah. yeah I mean departed Definitely not his it's best pretty movie. wicked. That's pretty wicked. It was a strong film. Wicked, it was fun movie, so but... different, but you know, there's the whole debate about it being quote unquote plagiarized or whatever. Um, so, oh what yeah, are you gonna do? Shave Water. It's like it's a good movie. It's I a great mean, movie. It's number five on my list. Yeah, but it is good. I, I I thought that it it's fantastical is the word that I used. To I had to put it on my list. Yeah, it's it it deserves it. It's like like I said, Guillermo del Toro hasn't really made a bad movie in twenty years. Yeah, this is this is your number ten, Stephen. Yeah, it's my number ten. I had to put it on the list. Uh, Malinay, it's your number seven. Yeah, so there are things that I think you know obviously jump to the top just because I they were more appealing. This film just like it it has ended up feeling safer, um, mm-hmm. and I really I really did like it. I read the script first actually, and then went and saw it like as soon as I finished reading the script, and That's that was right. a very interesting experience, like seeing it translate they did a great job and i mean so much i think some of the film's strongest things are its cinematography and its production design it's just a really beautiful looking film and i'm actually not quite as big a guillermo del toro fan but like this is easily one of his best films Mm -hmm. up there with the first hellboy i love me some fucking hellboy both hellboys were fantastic yeah i mean it's yeah i agree with you yeah new new hellboy uh new hellboy no guillermo david harbour yeah yeah no guillermo what are you, you going to do, though? We're going to send our producer Kyle out to go to the gate to let in our next guest, who is appearing on the next episode. Which means it's time for us to move on to... Number five? Top five. It's now time. Top five. There you go. There we go. We all made up our own top fives. And uh, for me, no, we're not editing. <laughs> we'll do a lot. This is live to tape, so we'll we just got to move on. That was Kyle leaving the building. Our producer, our very great producer, who's never going to hear a word of the praise that we're giving him right now. <laughs> he's doing, he's does an excellent job, and I hope that he stays on with the company. Uh, so we each chose our own personal top five. Uh, I'll go first. My mine's pretty quick and easy uh, i did top five movies i didn't see because they look scary mm. and uh those five were it ah. of course yeah <laughs> yeah i just i just know that the kid's arm gets bitten off so i was cool with not doing that uh killing of sacred deer i did not see i did not see uh it comes at night i did not see mother 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 and i did not see uh ingrid goes west because uh the thought of somebody stealing somebody's identity and like becoming like an Instagram person with them terrifies the shit out of me. Oh, it's so real. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So those ones just really freaked me out. So I, uh, I decided not to do that. Top five freakies. I think yeah. Killing of the Sacred Deer did sort of. Yeah, that was. That I've actually heard that. I've actually heard that all of those movies are not as bad as they were portrayed. But uh, I'm sorry. I hate him. I hate the director. 
I, I hate that director. I hate every Your, movie Yorgos? he's ever done. Yeah, Yorgos is the worst. Dogtooth is the worst movie I've ever seen. The Lobster was a horrible movie. I'm, I, I, that's, that's very, very being very subjective here, but I, I feel very strongly about about this guy and his and his movies. I just don't like him. Well, Alex, you had a top five. Yes, I did. I have the most disappointing movies to me of the year. Um, so, and you know, as a caveat, I'll say that none of these are really like. Well, I don't think any of them are like actually like really bad movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for maybe the last one. Anyway, they were just very disappointing. Uh, Baby Driver. Yeah. So I, you know, it was really good, but I just had high expectations of going into it. Uh, I think it is a really well edited film. It has uh, a fantastic soundtrack, but story and character are pretty whatever and just light. Um, I don't think that this is. Edgar Wright's best film no. at all. I think that's, you know, Scott Pilgrim or Shaun of the Dead are like the two best. Mm. And I think even Hot Fuzz edges this out. Um, the fact that they've decided to make a sequel also just has me less really? into it in general. Oh, that's right. They yeah, because it's like, sequel. Did, did we not get enough baby? Yeah, I thought, <laughs> I, thought, I thought they wrapped it up pretty pretty nicely at the end of Baby Dream. No, what I've heard is that, yeah, they're going to make a sequel. They're so. making a second one? Yeah, that's what I've heard. Well, that's not exciting at all. It's like, like what's bigger than a baby? An infant driver? It's teen. Tod- toddler driver. No. Toddler driver. Toddler driver. He's Tri- on a tricycle. <laughs> yeah. They just call him, baby, toddler, toddler. <laughs> That's my Lily James impression. That was good. So the next one was a HBO documentary called David Bowie, The Last Five Years. Okay. And I'm a huge David Bowie fan. And when I heard that HBO was going to be premiering that, I was really excited because it's the sequel to a other documentary called David Bowie Five Years, which features like a bunch of, you know, one year, like 1974 or whatever, like, and how it was a kick-ass year for Bowie. But this one, like, just, I don't know, it didn't really seem like they had a lot of new content. They were like pulling shit from like other docs and performances. And Mm -hmm. it was like, it was focused on like the last, you know, 15 to 20 years of his career, which I thought, oh, that'd be interesting. But I was just really disappointed. It didn't seem like a very well-made film. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm dis- disappointed. It, I feel like a lot of HBO uh, documentaries are very hit and miss. Like, they, they, they mean well, but they're maybe 45 minutes too long. Like, yeah. I could, I could see, like, the HBO documentaries being, like, an hour, and you'll, and you'll sell me. Like, 30 for 30. Like, 30 for 30 is a good length for, for that sort of, like, short subject documentaries. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, better luck next time, HBO. Yeah, you know. um, so number three is Roman J. Israel. I think maybe there's an Esquire. There's the an Esquire involved. Okay. I did not see it. Yeah, this is the yeah. guy who made Nightcrawler, which yeah. was a really great movie. And yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that good when I went into the theater, and it wasn't that good. <laughs> you know? It was just, I mean, it was just sort of like a whatever movie for me. It had a good soundtrack. I'll, I'll give it that. Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Was Denzel really the only only reason to watch this film? Or did, I, did he I don't even that? really think that he was the best reason. He had a great apartment. I loved, I loved his apartment. <laughs> that was good. Um, <laughs> I know. When you, when you live in, like, a city, you judge apartments. He had a really nice apartment. Yeah. I don't know where in L.A. it was, but I was like, oof. You know, before. Um, and then I... Number four, I think this one might be the most controversial on the list, is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I don't think it's that controversial. It's okay. a fair, fair it, judgment. People did not. 
Yeah. It's a good yeah. movie, but it's 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 the first two disappointing. Song, the first two songs are two of my all time songs though. Yeah. Like, Mr. Blue Mr. Sky. Mr. Blue Sky I love and, and Brandy. I love Brandy. I'm so, I was kind of sorry fantastic. that they they yeah. they like did Brandy the whole movie. Yeah. Like they made Brandy like the thing, but those two songs I I can never get enough of those. Yeah. Um. So I um maybe the biggest thing for me was how perfect Kurt Russell was for the role and how underused he felt like it was just like you got Kurt Russell it makes so much sense he fits in this movie like you know a puzzle piece but then like you finish the puzzle and it's just like ridiculous. a piece of shit yeah it's pretty, it was crazy ridiculous <laughs> not Kurt, a piece of shit that's Kurt harsh. Russell for sure is the most underutilized uh, elder actor of Hollywood I feel like he can be he's a fantastic actor he's great in uh, he's great in almost every role um, he's a legend of the screen, and and he just never gets utilized nowadays. And he's only in indie films or he's in this big budget movie. But he's un- like you just said, underutilized in, the, in this film. Speaking I would love to work with now. you, Kurt. Call yeah. me. Yeah, Call Kurt. my agent. It's the same as my personal number. Noise. Yeah, but he has a different. He has an accent though. Your your agent. So that's how you tell them apart. Yes. Uh, you're number five. Your last and final top. Yes. Five. So so happy to talk about this one. Uh, I I am interested in seeing it. It's on Amazon Prime. Now. It is on is Amazon it? Prime. Yeah. It's the circle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And oh my god, it's so terrible. <laughs> uh, Rotten Tomato score is sixteen percent. So it might be the only candidate on my list of disappointing films that's that could true. get that's his own episode. Rod. Nice. I hope you call me back if that's the case. I have to do we it, for, uh, to. it for the Fred Rogers biopic. Bio we were gonna do it for uh, Maze Runner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The circle. <laughs> um, but I really like Dave Eggers' book that it's based upon, like you know, being here in the Bay Area and like having like that tech. Tech you know, cult personality. It's, it's all yeah. right there, and just you know, feeling that it like felt very like accurate, and I was like, "Ooh, this is like a weird futuristic version of something that I feel like is happening already now." Um, but it was just just poorly acted, poorly directed, oh, kind of everything. Everything didn't work. Even Tom Hanks is like the eggmanic, like I don't know if he's the CEO, but he's like you know the the Steve Jobs kind of personality. But it was it was just hot garbage, and you don't you really don't need to see it. But you're listening to Real Rotten, so you probably want to. Might want to. Uh, you know, it's not prime. Do you yeah, feel you know that it smells bad? Hot garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. <laughs> you thought garbage was bad. Do you put feel that it? shit in the microwave. <laughs> come come to New York because they just put it out on the streets. Yeah. Just, yeah. The summertime is a very hot garbage smell. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, Steve, Steven, oh. time to move on to your top okay, five. Okay. Okay. We'll move on. So we're just trying to keep on pace no, no, here. This is live. So my top five, my top five is uh, best breakouts. So so these are five. So uh, prison movies. Your top five prison yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like best like acne. Oh yeah. That's that too. Yeah, we're we're a strong contender for for me from June to July. Um, best breakout top five. I'll start with my number five. Finn Wolfhard. Oh, it's uh, oh, your top five uh, movies where breaks get cut in the car. Absolutely. Drowning Mona, number break, one. Breakout. <laughs> okay, Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard, number five uh, for in his role in it. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so was... hard motherfuckers try to find him. Exactly. Yeah. He's, in uh, uh, Finger Strange. Yeah, the, the, the things that are strange, uh, the things that are strange television shows. He show. had a downplayed role in uh, Stranger Things this This, this season, season this, this past this season. Last, so last I think season. because he was uh, filming it. During, uh, yeah, during yeah, the filming that, of the season sounds... two of Stranger Things, but he had a fantastic role in it. Um, he was the he was sort of a comic relief, but he had uh, his serious moments in the film. Um, he was the, one of the stronger uh, of the group of friends, the Losers Club. I'll agree with that. 
He's uh, in a band too. That's right. Yeah. I mean, he's being oddly sexualized. So do you, do you consider it just yeah. like uh, just is. like uh, uh, eleven? I think it's more like it, I think it is women. It is women. Well, that's so progressive of women. Uh, about time. Nail him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is so his last year wasn't his breakout year. It's because he got a movie this year. Because that... he was in the the, the starring film, and, I'll, I'll and agree with I that. feel like he 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 like showed more range as as like a comedic, but also. Like super comedic, yeah. not not just the weird nerdy kid who's kind of who's kind of funny in Stranger Things. He actually had like humor. He actually had like setups and jokes that he executed quite well in uh in it. And he oh, was objectified this year, not yeah. last. Oh, year. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you so. have to be objectified to be a yeah. breakout. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. Controversial. Uh, who else broke out? Number four for me is Brooklyn Prince. Uh, I like I like that sig sig you. Um, number four is Brooklyn Prince. She was the main actress in uh, the Florida Project. Yes, the, the young girl, um, Mooney. Yeah, Mooney. She was so 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 good. Absolutely fantastic in this role. She she absolutely uh, killed it. Um, Sean Baker is is he seems to have a way with getting people to be authentic. Yeah, like actually getting to be themselves and not just not just me being this role. Like the the his uh, Mooney's mother. Um, they Sean Baker found her on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, I since followed. I thought he found both of them on Instagram. Oh yeah, and Brooklyn too. Brooklyn yeah. was in a video, but um, but hmm. yeah, she she uh, Brooklyn's mother. Um, I forget the, the actress's name. She pretty much is the same person that you see um, in the Florida Project, but except stands we'll, prostitution. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk more about it. Uh, yeah. Who's your number three? Number three. Uh, it's a surprising one. This is uh this is the only one where Star Wars I think will be mentioned during this entire episode. Uh, this is Kelly Marie Tran who played Rose in uh, in the Last Jedi. She played a fantastic role. She she killed it. She destroyed it. She had she think? had a lot of depth. She was funny. I've heard half and half on her. Half people, and half. People I, are hating. I like her, but I, like I her. have heard a lot. What's of the what's the hate on Kelly Marie Tran? I they know. just don't believe her at all. Mm, I thought I thought she. Was I have heard there's. I've heard multiple times that they wish that the sister lived and that she died. <laughs> <laughs> well, but isn't the sister attractive? So yeah, yeah, that's, that could have been it. Fuck that shit, dude. Could have just been men. Yeah, yeah. yeah just, I think that that's. I think it's just men being men. That's more. That's like an MRA tweet. That seems like a bullshit move. It's I'm a all lot for of, it. It's a lot of hardcore Star Wars nerds that are just, you know. Of course. Well, not, hardcore not, Star Wars nerds hate on the movie. Yeah, and they're just I'm not happy sorry to say that that was a fantastic Speaking movie. Speaking of hardcore Star Wars nerds, we're going to come to one soon. But first, cool. you're number two. Number two. This was a tough one between two and one. Uh, but it's, it's a toss-up, but I have to give it to, uh, to Jordan Peele, number two. Um, he made a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah, uh, he did. Uh, for the first time out, he gets nominated for Best Director, Best Original Screenplay. Best picture, uh, best actor, best uh, best everything, right? Pretty much, yeah. Best he, song. He's got what thirteen Oscar nominations, something. It's like, like a that. Lord of the Rings movie. It's Return in, of the King in man form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Peele for sure, uh, number two. Number one though, I'll, I'll give it to um, one of his uh, one of his co-star or one of his one of his starring actors in Get Out, uh, Caleb Landry Jones, coming back to him. He had uh, the year of years going with uh, three billboards with Get Out. With, I forget off the top of my head now his third film. That three he's billboards. In. Three Florida, billboards. Florida Get out. Briefly in the Florida Project. And Florida Project, of course. Yeah. Oh right, he's Willem Dafoe's son. And right. and also in uh, David Lynch's Twin Peaks, the uh, the Return. Right. So, gotta give it to. He was the best breakout of 2017, in my opinion. His mustache is the second biggest breakout. Yes. Because <laughs> it's, it's coming one back. One of those translucent, scary mustaches. Yeah. 
That's what's, I think that's what really freaks me out the most about him. The is John Waters his, is coming back in 2018. His mustache is just like buns into his skin. I just don't know where it starts or begins. <laughs> I actually have a friend with a mustache. I think you may be right with the, about the John Waters thing. It's coming back. Watch out, ladies, men, everybody. Cross-dressers. Everybody. The stash is coming. Cry, baby. And now it's time to get bad in the top ten. <laughs> uh we're building the hype. You guys must yeah, be so hype. hyped. What's one going to be? God, I have no idea. It's pretty much all the same from here on out, to be honest. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Are we doing five through three? Uh, yeah, five through do, two? We're going to do five and four. Okay. And, and three, two, three. one's going to be. Okay. No, we've already done five. So we're doing four and three and two and one. We did five? We yeah, didn't we did talk five. about my five. That's because your five is higher up on somebody oh, else's okay. list. Okay. Yeah, Steven, else's, it's uh, not all somebody else's me. Sorry, guys. It's not all about you, man. And the sorry, reason it's higher up is because it's my number four. And oh, it's nice. The, the Big Sick. Hey, The Big Sick. So we're talking about The Big Sick. Wait, please tell me about feels, it. It uh, feels semi-sick listening to us. Putting it's obviously so not on his list, so he's, was, got, he's got feelings. It was kind of meh. I it thought. was kind of meh. I've seen it three times. Every time it got uh, better. It was just like that whole thing where it's just like, oh, like, you know, I got this thing, this problem that's happening in my life. And then, like, I'm going to take that and make my stand up about that. And that'll be like the pivotal scene where it's like, yeah, I, this is part, parts of that, like, I didn't love. And I so basically, I just think that that one would go on the underrated, overrated list. And it'd okay. be, I, it's been getting so much appreciation that I just... I was like, I don't know. This is like when the year Slumdog Millionaire one. I went, I saw it that day with my sister, and I was like, that fucking piece of shit movie. Like, <laughs> I, I just hate Slumdog Millionaire so much now. I don't get that at all. Slumdog Millionaire is a fine movie. It's a great movie. I didn't Latika, be... Latika, Jamal, Jamal. Oh, Those are the two biggest questions. The one where he's the way he doesn't say millionaire. He says, "Who wants to be a millionaire?" A millionaire. <laughs> no, I well, I'm a huge, I'm a big like rom com guy. So I think that uh, that definitely plays into it. I like in my top ten. There's probably two rom coms. I'm a huge Kumail fan. Uh, so I, I mean, top I, ten all the time. I thoroughly, I thoroughly Kumail, love this Kumail movie. Kumail yeah. cracks me up whenever I listen to him. The weakest part about this movie um, to me is that he did use his old uh, comedy material, but it sort of makes sense because it's uh, because it takes place in that that moment in his life. Ray Romano is the greatest part of that whole movie, though. That's that's without question. He's a fantastic. Uh, he's a fantastic. Uh, I'll paranoid him dad. <laughs> I really liked Holly Hunter. I love Holly the Hunter scene. Was fucking excellent. The scene yeah. where she's like yelling at the, the, the heckler. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, I great. love Holly Hunter. Ray Romano. He's he's been pulling it out lately. He's he, uh, he's very. He underrated. has less kids now that he's been doing that. Yeah. yeah. People love him less, so he, he's trying to get back to the everybody loves him. They miss that. Level. They miss that. <laughs> they miss that nails on chalkboard voice of his. Yep. <laughs> I want, I'm just trying to be here. I don't know. That's more Kermit the Frog, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Why, why? Imagine Ray Romano singing uh, Colors of the Rainbow or whatever. The fuck. Cut this part, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't cut. So that's why we're moving on to Stevens number four. Oh, wow. Number four. Highest up. Nobody else even has it in their top ten. No one even has it. I don't know why, because it's it's one of it's the best sci-fi film of 2017. I said it. Challenge me for it. That might be right. Challenge me for it. Shape of Water. Shape of Water or Get Out. I, I actually know the sex scene in uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, that makes it. Sex scene is so good. Blade Runner 2049 yep. is, is a fantastic film. That scene Denny, is a top five scene, for Denny sure. Denny Villeneuve is, is a revelation. Yeah. He's, he's a fan... <laughs> 
look at me with that cliche. He's a revelation. Um, <laughs> he's a fantastic director. He he hasn't made a bad movie. I still have yet to see Enemy though, so I so hold, don't hold me to that. I, I haven't seen to Enemy see or Prisoners. And oh I really? really Prisoners? I really wanted. I've seen about a third of it, and then it wasn't available on the streaming service later. It was <laughs> yeah. it was a whole thing. I did so upset. I had no idea thing. going into that movie what it was. I only you know saw trailers of it. Going coming out of that movie changed me. Like that that Prisoners movies like whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a. Uh, didn't wow. expect that at all. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Well, I mean, I didn't have it on my list, but 2049, I really, really liked. I think that, you know, the, the ending without getting in anything, I felt was like the weakest part, but sure. it, it had me. It had me really going up through when they go to like Las Vegas, yeah. And I I love that. I think the relationship with uh, Joy and Gosling's mm-hmm. character is super interesting. Um, and I keep, you know, I was drawn to that the first time, and then from like I feel like more of a story perspective, and then I've been like keep like thinking about it as like you know she's this commodity that's like supposed to please him, and like there's a lot there to unpack. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the most important thing is it's just it's just a goddamn beautiful movie. So visually stunning. <laughs> I really, really want Roger Deakins to win Best Cinematographer he's, tonight. He's been nominated 20-something times. He's never won. This movie stands out in particular as just this gorgeous, gorgeous film. Yeah. Um, it's got high competition, though, with Dunkirk. It really it's does. True. It's true. Hoyt Van Hoyt. But, uh, and also, I would love it if... Uh, Rachel Morrison won for Mudbound. Just the fact that she's, you know, fi- someone finally got nominated. She she uh, was the DP on Black Panther too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm pretty happy, but I I would like Deacons to win that one. Yeah. And now uh, what? Your number four. My number four. Who can remember that? Oh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. 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 We keep calling it Missouri. Is that how? Is that the accepted saying? In Missouri, now? yeah. Okay. That's how they say it. Missouri. Yeah. Missouri. Good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. It's a it's a really good movie. What I do you love think of the blowback. Uh, the blowback. Oh, because of Sam Rockwell's Sam Rockwell's nomination. Arc. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's why I don't really want Sam Rockwell to win like mm. best supporting actor. I mean, I thought it was like entertaining. Like maybe it is a little bit problematic how much it's played for laughs. Um, but you got me. I laughed. Uh, I really respect. I mean, and then there is sort of like the whole problematic problematic nature of like this irish dude talking about like you know race relations in and you know sex crimes in the south when it's like dude you're from ireland (laughs) do you know this um but like yeah it's a it was a really good movie i thought i loved the ambiguous nature of the ending um i really liked francis mcdormand's performance uh there were a few things that were a little too nail on the heady for me but there is a lot of just good, fun stuff. So, um, yeah, this one's actually dropped down a little for me. Okay. I think, like, right when I saw it, I was like, that's second I, best that's, film yeah, of the year. Exactly. But, like, now now it's four. <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about it. It it People have been talking me out of it, but I need to see it again. Yeah, really. I need to give it I just I enjoy Martin McDonough, justice. the way he writes. And Francis. There's McDormand. She's a queen, that. dude. Yeah. What are you going to do? And that people are, not all people are, nobody is all good. That's what I. I mean, that's. It seems like people are forgetting. It's a good part of a movie to re, to yeah. realize that. There's I mean, no I think of it less as like a like redemption for Rockwell as it is just Francis has like a bad side too, and she just accepts this part of him to yeah. help her bad side or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The blowback is is serious though, and I think it's going to cost it best picture. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, we all basically 
there's only four movies left to talk about for okay. us. So before we do that, we're going to do one quick segment called Kicking It With Kyle. 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 Hey, Kyle. Ow. Oh, hey. I just kicked myself. So nobody, nobody has ever heard voice. Kyle talk. Yeah, I finally have a voice. Yeah, Kyle finally has a voice. He has a mic. First time for everything. Mic. Only time for everything. This is insane. Uh, Kyle. Yes. Hey, Kyle. Hey. What do you have to say for yourself? What, what yeah. I have to say for myself? <laughs> yeah. What question is that? Um, uh, what is your role on the podcast? We just want people role. to get to know you. Yeah. Well, I am the producer. I also edit the podcast after, you know, I have to edit all the garbage that these guys talk about during the podcast. All the hot garbage? Yeah, hot garbage. Oh, the microwave garbage. Um, and, you know, I'm quote-unquote producer, but I haven't paid for anything. <laughs> I would call you quote-unquote producer as well. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the benefactor and producer. Yeah, but, uh, I'll, I'll I assist. Pro- yeah, you, you assist me in the, the making of this podcast. Uh, we have a new HQ, which yes, we can't HQ. disclose the location. No. Uh, but it's in the Bay Area still. Oakland. Oakland. We can, we can call it Oakland. We can, we, maybe. It is, because it is in Oakland. Yeah. yeah. As long as we don't make money off this, we can't get in trouble. Uh, but Kyle is now going to be a full-time producer on the show. Sure. Full-time. Yeah. Congratulations. Because I have to right, really, live with these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kyle, just give us your, your favorite movie of the year. My favorite movie of the year? Yeah. That's enough time for kicking it with Kyle. Kick it, kick it. I mean, what resonated with me for the year was probably it. It. I, it's a, it's a, it was like a personal thing. It it stuck with me as a kid. It terrified huh. me, and then I thought the re- remake was phenomenal. Um, one part of a two part series, but just the whole vibe of Stranger Things. I feel like really helped out as far as I don't know where I'm going with this it's a vibe <laughs> he, you said it it's a vibe to sum and it that's up that's why Kyle doesn't have a mic yeah everybody. exactly now we all know to sum it up it's it it's, it's it. it it's it Man. thanks Kyle for joining us yeah go back <laughs> turn cut his I will uh, silence my mic turn yeah it cut off. his <laughs> mic shout out to Alex as well for uh, running the board don't you say a fucking word and we're gonna talk about let's just go we're just gonna do it real quick the top four movies of the year for us. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so the four that are left are Fan Thread, Get Out, Lady Bird, and Florida Project. Uh, for me personally, mm. my three, two, one is Get Out, Florida Project, Lady Bird. That's, it's interchangeable. I, I, yeah. I, I like your uh, top Steve, three. Stevens is Lady Bird, Get Out, Florida Project, and Alex No, it's Florida is, Project. It's Florida Project. Uh, I was coming uh, down. Oh, okay. Okay. And uh, <laughs> three, two, one for Malinay is Lady Bird, Fan Thread, Get Out. I got it. I got a different one in there. Yeah, I know, so you got that fan thread. thread. Let's talk about yeah, thread. Let's. That was my number 10. Yeah. Nine. 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 Nine, okay. Uh, well, I mean, I'm a huge Paul Tam... Ugh, PTA fan? Yeah, yeah, I can't even say his name. It's okay. Paul Thomas Anderson. You're not cool mm. if you don't like PTA. Mm. He's uh, Wes Anderson's brother. Yeah. Um, and, no, I mean, it, this is a fantastic film. I think it's got, it's got really... Great performances, like, you know, the level that he usually has. I mean, oh, this yeah. is an intense fucking film. Yes. Um, it's it's on the level of the master in intensity, but, like, low lower key a little bit. Yeah. It builds up a lot more. Yeah. It builds up. It's, like, slow build more I've than I've seen master. it three times, yeah. and I still don't get it. Really? <laughs> I mean, I love it. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting too, cause like it yeah, ling- it lingers. It definitely lingers, and yeah. like, but at the same time, like summarizing, like, oh, it's like about this. You yeah, know? I mean, it's like about the strive for perfection. I guess I don't know. It's just very interesting. It like really draw me in, um, and I love love Johnny Greenwood's score for this movie. Oh it's yeah, like, I, hope it, I hope that wins. I think it's better than even the costume design, which was fantastic. It's very authentic. Yeah, and yeah. It, you know, he fucking shot it himself. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, he did. It, it didn't really and lose Dan, a Daniel step. Daniel Day's last movie. Daniel Day, excellent in the movie. Um, Before he goes back and cobbles shoes. But but paralleled by Leslie Manville and Vicky Creeps. Vicky Creep. Creeps. Manville. Creeps. Leslie Manville's performance is the best performance in the movie. It's very yeah. underrated in the film. She's so good because of the She's two strong she, command, she commands it. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would definitely agree with that. And it wasn't like stereotypical, like the sister relationship. The way they set it up and where I thought it was going didn't go that way. That's no, very yeah, PTA, I, but, yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. So I, it was great. It was a great movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. fantastic. It's one of his stronger films. And I love when PTA comes out of the movie because then he does the circuit and he talks about stuff and he's just, he just always. He's seems always, like a cool fella. Yeah, he just seems like the coolest fucking guy. He's friends with Tom Cruise, which is interesting. Yeah, but he yes. he's married to Maya Rudolph. I mean, that's my all time favorite power couple. Oh, of course, yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about uh, in no particular order. Let's do Florida Project next. Okay. Because uh, it was Miles number five is my number two and Stevens number one. It's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, we hadn't talked about that. We talked about Sean Baker. Though. Yeah, we talked about Sean Baker. We, we talked, talked about Sean Baker. We didn't talk Brooklyn. about Brooklyn. Okay, we, we, right, we right. We right. talked about Brooklyn. Short, yeah. But it it was the movie that made me feel again. Yeah, year. absolutely. It's, I didn't cry during any movie this year until then. But, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this this is my favorite movie of the year. Like, uh, Tangerine was was a great movie, but it was very it was very uh, niche. Like, yeah. it, it's it I obviously belonged on the indie, indie circuit. I recommend it. It's, it's a good movie. It's it's. I always thought it was kind of hard. Yeah, it's I, very it, different. It's very yeah. slow paced. Yeah, very slow paced. Very, weird. very. Uh, you could tell how quote unquote amateur it is, but it's still amazing because it's shot, shot on an iPhone. iPhone five. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Florida Project that's just like five way. iPhones ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the next year. <laughs> what? Just what an amazing film. What an amazing concept. The fact that Sean Baker and his uh, and his uh, screenwriting partner yeah. traveled to Florida and lived in those hotels for months to to observe these people yeah. and actually know about so, the yeah, story. Yeah, that's my biggest thing. And people knocking it for being like, uh, people care about white people now because oh, like yeah. they wouldn't have cared about the the mom of Mooney if she was black. Is that he didn't like choose this. Like race didn't have anything no. to do with this. It was more. It's, it's this the is society. a society. This is like a class thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, her best friend was black, and actually, you know, was a more positive character. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I so it's funny. I saw this film at the opening night of the New Orleans Film Festival oh, wow. before it was released, and there were some black filmmakers who that was their response because like I had really really liked it, and. <laughs> They were like, if this movie was about black people, like nobody would care, and I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> it's a different I was perspective. A little taken yeah. aback by it, and I think like that has played some part in like my ranking of it, just because it was so like immediately after, and then then watching you know the film like do well in its wider release. But uh, I mean, it, it's it's fantastic. I actually, we've talked a lot about Brooklyn's uh, performance. I actually think that I maybe even liked her friend. Yeah, who yes, she runs off boy. with? Yes, 
Yeah. Oh man, I thought Steve like Max or something. I forget. Well, not not the boy, the oh. the redheaded girl. Oh, that's yeah. right. The, yeah, yeah. The girl that's that they too. first meet. Yeah, by, and then by, they uh, spitting on her spitting on her mom's yeah. car. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then they go on that whole you know running thing. I love the nature of it, like in the narrative. How in it's terms so dirty. It's dirty filmmaking because he obviously didn't get the rights to film at Disney World. Well, oh, that yeah. he literally yeah. just was like, <laughs> that's where he switched. He went Tangerine. Yeah, fucking went iPhone. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Fantastic. No, it's really good. Really, it's good. really good movie. It, yeah, it made me feel again. Uh, let's talk about there's two left. Which one do you guys want to talk about? Let's first? talk about Get Out. Let's, let's talk, talk about Get Out. This is my this is my number one movie of the year. I, one of that the was year. a hard it was a yeah, hard switch for me between Get Out and Florida Project. Get Out was question. my three. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's Lady top Bird three, top three one, for us. Yeah, but but Get Out is I think going to be the most rewatchable movie of this year, and 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 the movie that lasts the longest out of this year. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was released last February, which is insane yeah. that it kept up this much traction that it could win a Best Picture. I I would be surprised if any movie released in February ever won Best Picture, and this is this one actually has a chance, right? But Get Out, just the level of originality, techni- yeah, originality, technical, like abilities, like it's crisp. If yeah. you watch this movie. You can watch it four times and every, you find something different in it every single time because it was that detailed. Mm-hmm. There's so many layers. Yeah, like yes. when she's the cereal and then she's keeping the, the, the milk. She's got the, the Fruit Loops. Separate. Yeah, yeah. The, milk and the glass. It's like, what? Like, yeah. Every, yeah, there's a lot of Jordan layers. Peele said, like, you watch it again and just watch Allison Williams and realize how different her performance is once because you Because know. she's probably, you can yeah. see that she's playing the role, like, during oh, the entire film. It is yeah. insane. Okay. This movie, me and Steven saw together. Yeah, we saw uh, it for free. We saw a free, pre, pre free screening. Screener. Free screening. Free screening. For free. Packed to the gills. Yeah, packed theater, and everybody was just losing their shit the whole movie. This is the most fun theater movie I've seen this year. It's the best theater movie. That was done Everybody was just like, nah. Yeah, just screaming. <laughs> just like a guy got yelled at for saying like white bitch is crazy yeah. <laughs> so black guy yelled white bitch is crazy and like another person in front of him turned around and told him to shut up <laughs> and people eating sandwiches yeah, people uh, eating next sandwiches. to us yeah. me me getting jump scared and like scaring the people next scaring to me the people next to you yeah it was great yeah it's it's that kind of movie though. It it oh. it, it it conjures emotions. It 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 forces you to like it forces you to like present yourself with this on top Central of just being re- on top of just like the relevancy, yeah, yeah. it's very relevant. Yeah, like I've on that note, Stephen, uh, I've never been so happy for like white people to die. I remember yes. I was oh, like yeah. the best when your boy got hit in the head. I was like, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the most uh, the most emotionally driven victory death uh, but, in this year's movie. Yeah, Matt, what's your what's your for last? for the? I think the reason to me though is it just it really uses film genre and like. It takes horror, which is not my favorite genre by any stretch. No way. <laughs> and but like makes this amazing social commentary with it, and I was just like, wow! I was just so impressed with the way that he was able to take this one thing and the genre and merge them together in something that is so incredibly detailed and layered. And it's funny as shit. And it's funny as shit. <laughs> yeah. Get out. If you haven't seen, get the fuck out. Yeah. You need to get and, out. Uh, more. The last movie we'll talk about, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Lady, just Bird. love. I just love Lady Bird. It's a great movie. It's it, a fantastic. I mean, movie. we all grew up and we're all the same age, generally. Same I mean, age. We're all from Northern California. Yeah, we're all from Northern California. So th- this movie, like, really got that. I just remember talking like that, looking like that, and feeling like that. Mm-hmm. And that's really what what it was for me. Especially me growing uh, pretty close to the to the Sacramento area. Um, 
it's a familiar territory. It's a familiar like sort of feeling of like, oh, we're stuck in Sacramento. Yeah. Like there's nothing to do here. Like that that that's you can feel that in the movie, and you yeah. can feel her and wanting just, to be more. Every yeah. person was just spot on. Like a, there, there was there's little to nothing to not like about that movie. Nick, may I quote be, uh, your favorite quote from uh, Cersei? It's a uh, it's it because but it's a play on it. It's 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 very real. Oh, it's it's sorry, a very sorry, real sorry, movie. Sorry. It's a very real. It's, not, it's not real. Irish it's accent. very real. It's not real. It's very real. It's very real. Oh, to be sure. It's a very real movie. It's very authentic. She is it's, just it's, crazy charming. Yeah. She is just all time. Laurie Metcalf knocks it out of the park so good. Uh, um, Even fucking the dude. The dad. The, the, dad fa- the father. Great. I forget yeah, the father's uh, name. God damn it. He was from The Lovers. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember his name either. Yeah, but the great. scene with the son where they're interviewing for the same job. Yeah, they both show up and he yeah, like, like, just nods. Kill him. Kill him, son. Or we're not dead. Oh, man. Yeah. It's 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 got heart. That's that's my that's why I think it's 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 a front runner for best picture. It has serious heart. Yeah, so on I the loved r- how much he said hella, yeah. hella, <laughs> so much hella. I love that. David Chalamet in some of his interviews, he's like hella tight. I'm just like man, I can't tell you how many times I've said the word hella tight. Tracy Letts, Tracy Letts, yeah. But on your note of how real it is, my friend's sister went to high school in Sacramento with Greta, and she's just like these. They are real people. Like yeah. Timothy Chalet's character, they particularly was like, "Oh yeah, my sister like knows that guy." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, yeah." Like it feels, it does feel that way. Feels yeah. that way. Yeah. Well, shout out to the top tens. Yeah. Uh, shout out to movies. Good year for movies. Good year for movies. Good 2017. Uh, we we were gonna do a ranking. We we ran out of time. It's okay. We were, we were gonna rank them and. Uh, oh, all of the years. All of the years. We're gonna rank the decade. But uh, we're, we're not going to do that because it's going to take too much time. So we're all going to do – it's Oscar night, so we're going to do our best Oscars. Best Oscars, yeah. Uh, right. Oh, uh, and by best Oscars, I mean we all made up our own Oscars. Best categories. original Oscars, yeah. Yeah, best original Oscars. Uh, we got to get through these, so I'm going to go first. Okay. Uh, first category, which is a shout-out to Ellen for uh, coming up with this. She didn't come up with it, really. She just, like, verbalized it. It was in my head from the beginning. <laughs> and uh, it's Best Mushroom Poisoning in a, in a feature this year. What yeah. was it? What? The nominees are The Beguiled okay. and Fan Thread. The winner? And uh, the winner is... I'm going to have to go with Fan Thread. Oh, because it was a consensual. What Easily. A consensual, Easily. Consensual, yeah, poisoning? consensual poisoning. <laughs> the second. Well, yeah. No, the second one. Uh, <laughs> that scene. That scene is. Whole, that's like the movie. Fantastic scene. That that second poisoning. Sorry for ruining it for you. Yeah. But if you haven't seen it, it's because you're not a movie nerd. I'm, I'm, we're likely, impressed that you made likely, it this fat, yeah, far into the podcast. Uh, the, we already talked about this. The Made Me Cry Award is going to Florida Project. Uh, Band-Aid gets second place. Mm-hmm. What did you give Three Cries to? Uh, I Coco. gave three tears to Coco. Three, three cries. Three tears to Coco. Yeah. Doubt Stevens three made big, me cry. Three big boy cries to Coco. Uh, and then my last Oscar goes to the best Bane adaptation. Uh, it's Bane, the character in another movie, and that's Tom Hardy and Dunkirk again oh. as Bane. Brilliant portrayal. With, with a face mask. With a face mask and <laughs> <Yes>. everything. <laughs> uh, flying around. Don't worry, I'll quote him. I'm shooting down the Germans in the play. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just thought he was excellent. He, he played Bane and he played a, a pilot <laughs> another guy captain <laughs> something, <laughs> captain something. I will talk about Dunkirk I, that I mentioned earlier the, the last silent scene of the, the plane flying over the beach it oh beautiful ex- beautiful excellent, excellent excellent scene uh, Steven 
Uh, my your, your best original Oscars. Best original Oscars. Uh, best action sequence. It took me completely by surprise, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was Wonder Woman's trench fight scene uh, in, yeah, in yeah, Wonder Woman. It was brilliant. It, I had no idea that that was going to happen in that movie, and my jaw was, was dropped during, other, during other that Other nominees, I would say uh, Atomic Blonde stairwell fight scene. That was great. It was fucking crazy. Yeah. And uh, there was there was one John Wick long cut. Yeah, the John Wick 2. Yeah, yeah, the John Wick 2. Yeah. I didn't see Wick 2. Oh, man, great, great movie. movie. <laughs> great movie. Uh, what was your next one? Best actor to play non-human. Uh, it's it was a tough tough call. The nominees you had Ryan Gosling as uh, as an android. You had uh, oh okay. You had. Uh, <laughs> I think his girlfriend in that movie. Yeah, the AI. Which the we AI should AI shout girlfriend. out to because yeah. she was the, probably the best actor. In she that killed movie. it. And yeah. then she was very um, good. the other the other nominee that I had at the top of my head. I forget. Oh the no the creature no the creature Doug from Jones. Shape of Water. Yeah, Doug Jones, fantastic role. He right? all, is that Doug Jones? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Doug you're right. Yeah. You're right. He just won a Senate seat in Alabama, Mississippi. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. Douglas Jones. Yeah. He, he, he not to be confused a... with Dougie Jones from Twin Dougie Peaks. Dougie Jones from Twin Peaks. We're yes. living in a we're living in a You're the Doug Jones. You're the <laughs> Doug, Doug Jones. Oh, they yeah. they had the best year. Doug yeah, Jones. Doug Jones. Had the best year. Out, breakout okay. year. Twenty seventeen. Edit that back into the beginning. Okay? Yeah, that's my breakout number one breakout role. And your your last one, best streaming film. Best streaming film. The nominees were Mudbound, Icarus, and Dumb, which is the story of Big Brother. There's other nominees. There is Okja. 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 And uh, I'm not. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, that one. Which was my favorite Netflix movie of the year. Didn't watch them, so they're out. They're out. I agree with you. Fantastic movie. Didn't watch it. Blair. Blair. Watch that fucking movie. Anyways, uh, best streaming film for me will have to be Icarus. It's the front runner with best documentary feature. It's a very intense documentary. Being about cycling. It had you know large ramifications yeah yes. gigantic for real though. yeah it's amazing <laughs> um definitely definitely uh, recommend that one that's available on netflix Doo-doo. and uh alex your my first one right. was totally kind of a joke but it's still in here uh most attractive performance of the year yeah um and the the nominees are gal gadot in Wonder Woman, of course, for getting that Wonder Woman twirl down so perfectly. Yes, um, I ugh, I feel bad because I don't know her name, but she was the love interest in Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, uh, Zendaya. She's yeah. very no, beautiful. Not Zendaya. It's not Zendaya. It was the, the we're white, gonna we're double checking right meow. There's a no white no girl? what. Was it, it wasn't. Spider-Man? It was. What's her it name? It was Zendaya. It yeah. was. It's Michael Keaton's daughter. Don't question me. No, it's Michael Keaton's daughter. Yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton's daughter is not Zendaya in that movie. It's. It's. This what's girl. her? What's the actress's name? Zendaya plays Mary Jane, right? Yeah. That they reveal at the end. Yeah. This. this uh, that girl. Laura. Laura. Laura Harrier. Laura Harrier. Really? Yeah. And then bad. finally. <laughs> Army Hammer in the movie I haven't seen. Call oh, me yeah. by your name. <laughs> Army, you win because I've been having night dreams about you, buddy. I'm the man from Uncle. <laughs> and you're my nephew. And what are your last two before we uh, close out? Okay. Uh, best non-original song in a film. So that's like not an original like track that they used. I couldn't think of anything else. I'm giving it to Thor Ragnarok for uh, Immigrant Song because it was fucking nice, awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Wait, the last. Can you turn Kyle's mic up for a second? Kyle, say that again. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Kyle just came his pants. All right, and then my last category is best film by a Hollywood sleaze bag. So that could, I think, that's a disaster artist for okay. you, Stephen. Yeah, I mean, it's the only one that I watched. Um, 
And I that's gonna be so Wind River because not because Taylor Sheridan's done anything bad. He's no. actually pretty much only done good stuff. Thank God. But uh, it's a Weinstein film, it's so a we can just by the Weinstein company. Yeah, you know. Which the backstory is Taylor Sheridan tried to revoke the the credits of the Weinstein company after the the whole bombshell dropped last. Uh, but it already came out over the summer, so it already yeah. it was already limited release. But yeah, after yeah. the fact, he wanted to eliminate it. But the, I think that's you know contractual obligation thing like that. Yeah. And okay. Well, the irony it of it being a film about sexual assault yeah. <laughs> on an Indian reservation. <laughs> okay, and to end things, uh, choose your best picture, not winner. Mal, who's your winner? Uh, I think it's gonna be the safe bet, Shape of Water. I don't want it to be. I want it to be Get Out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say Get Out just to get those positive vibes out there. Yeah, I would say uh, <laughs> I would say my my favorite to win is would would have to be Lady Bird, but I think Get Out is the dark horse. Of course, we're Excellent. all getting in to get out, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, and that's oh yeah, what? Hey, Kyle, uh, what's your what's your quick pick? Yeah, Kyle, what's yours? Mine's get out. And that's your oh, get, yeah, get, get out. out. <laughs> okay, before this closes and, out. Oh yeah, yeah, we have one. To end things, we have a quick rant. By, tail end uh, rant. I was in bed this morning and uh, I was on Reddit movies as I often am, and I came across this post that incensed me because it's my idea. The post was titled "If We See a Die Hard Six Movie." It must be titled Old Habits Die Hard and star Bruce Willis as an old man McLean. Yeah. This is a great idea uh, that I had several years ago. <laughs> and I've told I, Nick I, about I, it. I can attest to this. He, and he, I've heard this idea from so him years ago. My cousin's husband, Patrick Brand, I texted him as soon as I saw it. And I was like, I need you as my potential backup witness. But they missed... They miss the best part. They basically just say, like, <laughs> you know, it's similar to the old Logan or old Snake. And, like, you know, keep it simple. Have it take place in a hospital where his daughter is giving birth to his fourth grandchild or something like that. Have a terrorist attack that hospital. No. No. <laughs> it's a retirement home. He has dementia. It's Christmas Eve, so you're hearkening back to Die Hard yeah, 1. Yeah. And then you have all the people invading the retirement the right home. Now. This is for the record. And they're going to, like, you know, kill him. And so he, you know does the McLean thing and starts killing all the terrorists that are taking over the retirement home. But at the end, you get this big mind fuck. Was it all in his head? Because he's got dementia. That is, ladies and gentlemen, old men die hard. <laughs> there Brilliant. you go. Brilliant. And this has been the Live to Tape Fresh episode. Keep uh, fresh. Mention to remember. Keep it real. Keep it rotten is what I say. Oh, do you say keep it rotten? Well, no, you you were away from the mic, which is why I did that. Oh, your swagger time. No, cut it. (laughs) Keep it real. Keep it rotten. Shit. Yeah, damn it. Some films are ripe, some films are rotten. We like our potatoes, our gratin. You ought to film, but you can't even. But here comes Nick and Steve, and they break it down, they turn it out. And when it was over, oh, you on the shot. I want my money back. That was real rotten. Real fucking rotten.